Hi there, welcome back to the Binge Eating Dietitian podcast. My name is Jo, I am a registered dietitian and the purpose of this podcast is to smash the taboo of binge eating. I hope that you are having a good week so far. Thank you for joining me for another episode. In today's episode, I am going to give my advice for how to stop eating when you reach a point of comfortable fullness. Because you struggle with binge eating, I know that you find it really difficult to stop eating at a point of comfortable fullness. Fullness in general is a very complex area. It's layered, it's nuanced, and for the most part, it's not well understood. I'm going to do my best to make this 15-minute podcast really high quality and offer you some real value. But if you wish to learn more, I recommend reading The Intuitive Eating Book by Evelyn Triboli and Elise Resch, the two dietitians based in California who came up with intuitive eating back in 1995. Their book covers fullness on a much more deeper exploratory level. And if fullness is an area that you're really struggling with, I think you would really benefit from reading their chapter about fullness. I also recommend listening to an episode I did a while back that's called How to Handle Hunger When You Struggle with Binge Eating because hunger and fullness are two sides of the same coin and understanding one will help you to better understand the other. My usual disclaimer before I get started, please don't take any healthcare advice from a podcast. This really is just for education and entertainment purposes only. All right, all that out of the way, let's get into it. Four pieces of advice to help you to stop eating at comfortable fullness. The first thing that I'd like you to do is to accept that after months or years of binging, it is going to be challenging to only eat to a point of comfortable fullness. It's not going to happen straight away. Before embarking on this work, I invite you to take a minute to think about all of the time that you have spent in the binge restrict cycle or in the diet culture, being on a diet. How long have you spent doing that? If it's a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, there is no judgment here. It doesn't mean that you won't get to a place where you are free from diets and you are able to feel your fullness naturally. But we have to understand that if you have dieted for a long, long time, it is going to take time to forget all the diet rules that you've learned and to get to a point where you feel happy to stop eating at a point of comfortable fullness. The thing is, when you are on a plan or on some kind of diet or some regimen that's trying to help you to lose weight, you are putting your fullness in somebody else's hands. You are eating based on what the plan or the app or the diet tells you to do. You don't get a chance to listen to your own signals for fullness. You just eat what you are told to eat and how much of it you are told to eat. And if you are on a diet, there is obviously some element of restriction there because you're eating in a calorie deficit, right? To bring about weight loss. So if you are restricted, if you're in a calorie deficit, you are automatically going to be hungrier. 
you are going to have increased hunger because your body is trying to eliminate that calorie deficit. It doesn't want you to be eating less calories than you need. So when you are very hungry on your diet and your diet plan tells you that your main meal is going to be a certain amount of a certain food, you are going to want to eat every single last morsel on that plate. You are not going to want to check in with your fullness or to see if you still like the meal or if you're still enjoying it. Because when you are restricting, when you are on a diet, food is scarce. You don't have the luxury of going back for more or having another snack later. Because if you do that, then you're breaking your diet and you are going to quote unquote fail at the plan. What I'm saying here is that because of all the diets and all the restrictive plans that you've done over the years, you need to relearn what fullness feels like. Because you're out of practice, because you have put your ability to feel full in the hands of the meal plan or the diet. I ask you to acknowledge and accept that it is going to take time for you to feel your fullness again, but you will get there. The next piece of advice I'd ask you to consider is to pay attention to your initial hunger level. As I spoke about in the last episode that I did on hunger, your fullness is going to be greatly influenced by how hungry you are beginning that meal. If you start eating a meal when you are ravenous, starving, your hunger level is at a zero or a one. You are likely to eat in a more uncivilized way eating a large volume of food in a very short period of time with a real strong sense of urgency, feeling like you could eat somebody's head if you don't eat soon. In that case, you are way less likely to want to check in with yourself during the meal and ask yourself, is this making me feel full? How is this meal doing? Do I still like the taste of the food? you are much less likely to do that because you have that physiological urge to eat. So my advice to you is to consider eating at a level where you feel gently hungry, perhaps at around a level three or a four on the hunger scale. A meal does taste better and it is a more satisfying experience when some level of hunger is present. But it's important that you don't let that hunger slip too low because then you end up in that real ravenous state. So consider eating at a level where your hunger is about a three or a four on the scale, or you would describe it as gentle hunger. For you, that might look like a rumbly tummy or feeling that you can't concentrate or feeling cold in your hands and your feet. Everybody's description of gentle hunger is different. And of course, there is no right or wrong to this. Play around with what feels best to you. What does gentle hunger feel like in your body? Don't mind anybody else's. When you start off eating a meal at a point of gentle hunger, it's much easier to be able to stop at a point of comfortable fullness. Because you struggle with binge eating, I know that it's really easy for you to describe what it feels like to be overly full or to have eaten right up until a 10 on the hunger fullness scale. You probably use words like, I feel stuffed, I feel like I'm about to explode. But here is the tricky, more nuanced part. What does 
comfortable fullness feel like to you? What does it feel like when you are at about a seven or an eight on the hunger fullness scale? So not quite stuffed, about to explode level, but at a more comfortable fullness, the region that we are trying to achieve with this exercise. Again, it's different for everybody, but just to give you some ideas, you may notice that the food doesn't really interest you anymore, that it doesn't have the same allure, the same desire that it did at the beginning of the meal. You may feel your mood starting to shift. When you are hungry, there's this underlying level of anxiety. It's, it's like there's an itch that needs to be scratched. You feel uneasy and that's normal. That exists so we feel encouraged and feel energized enough to go out and seek food. But when food arrives and you've eaten the meal, your mood starts to change and you tend to feel a bit more content, relaxed and at ease. We're shifting from the flight or fight mode, which exists in hunger, into the rest and digest mode, which exists after a meal. So with a level of fullness. This is one of the reasons why we binge eat, right? We do it so that we get that nice effect of feeling pleasantly calmed and relaxed and feeling like we don't have that itch to scratch anymore. I understand if you have never even thought about what fullness feels like to you and what is the difference between comfortable fullness and that about to explode fullness that you feel when you are a level 10 on the scale. So if you do nothing else after this podcast episode, just notice the different sensations in your body as you are eating a meal or as the meal is about to finish. The third bit of advice that I have for you is to Be aware of and, if you can, completely forget air foods. And they are sometimes called filler foods. They are basically foods that, although they might make you feel physically full, they are low in calories and therefore only give your body this perception of fullness, like a phantom fullness. They don't keep you full, keep that fullness sustained, and they definitely don't keep you satisfied. Air foods or filler foods are sometimes called free foods in certain diet plans. They're foods that are encouraged when you're on a diet because they give you that bulk. They do make you feel physically full. But as you and I both know, that level of fullness that you get from air foods, it doesn't make you feel full for long enough. And that's why when you finish your meal, you still always have food on your brain you're still not fully satisfied with the eating experience. So you might go back for more filler foods and still try to push away this hunger, push away this desire for food by eating things like low-fat, low-sugar yogurts or rice cakes or vegetable sticks. You might try to push away hunger with black coffee or a diet fizzy drink. But the thing is, our bodies, they're, they're like spoiled children. It's like a spoiled child. And if you don't give your body a proper nutritious meal with all of the calories that it needs, it is not going to let you get away with it. It's going to keep at you, at you, at you until you give your body the calories that it needs. Your body is so clever. It knows that you did try to fill it up with bulk, but without any calories in it. 
bulk isn't going to sustain your energy. It's not going to sustain all the things that you have to do during the day. You need calories. That's the one thing that your body needs the most. Tell me this and answer it, it honestly. Do you feel more full and more satisfied when you've had a, a dry salad with some chopped chicken and a glass of water? Or do you feel more full and more satisfied when you've had a Caesar salad with chicken and croutons and Parmesan cheese and a couple of slices of garlic bread on the side? Which one is going to keep you fuller for longer? Which one is going to help to take food off your brain? Some of these filler foods or air foods include things like vegetables and certain fruits like berries. And let's be honest, there is nothing wrong with those foods. And I encourage that they are included in your day somehow, but not as the sole focus of a meal. Vegetables don't give your body the calories that it needs. Please don't try and trick your body out of calories by stuffing it with air foods. And my last piece of advice for you for how to achieve comfortable fullness is to allow yourself to have the dessert. I know that you have this vision in your head of what your life is going to be like in the future when you have recovered from binge eating. And you hope that you won't want desserts anymore. You hope that you won't have any desire for sweet foods. But let me tell you this. Having a dessert is not a bad thing and it's not something that you should strive for to never include sweets in your life. I know I've spoken before that I'm an advocate for sweets and I eat them every day because if I don't then I definitely will go back to binge eating. But hear me out, many people say that a meal is not complete if they don't have something sweet at the end to finish it off. Some people say that if they don't include something sweet at the end of a meal, they feel something is missing, like they would feel if the carbohydrate or the protein of the meal was missing. It just wouldn't be complete. Some say that they just like to change the taste in their mouth at the end of a meal. And others say that the craving for food and the desire for food diminishes completely once they have had something sweet at the end of a meal. If you are somebody who really, really enjoys having a dessert at the end of a meal, then please don't fight it. Lean into it. Allow yourself the foods that you really like. Allow yourself a dessert that you really like. Don't feel pressured to turn it into a healthy dessert. Just enjoy it. If you deny yourself foods that you really enjoy, such as dessert, it is so likely that you are going to binge on them at some point. I would much prefer that you give yourself permission to have dessert at the end of all of your meals if you wish, if it means that you don't feel the pressure to binge later on. Remember, we are trying to stop binge eating here. And we know, I've covered it in lots of episodes so far, we know that restricting and denying yourself the foods that you really enjoy is not the answer. So please, if you are somebody who really likes dessert, let yourself have it. All right, let's run through the advice again. Remember, we are trying to achieve comfortable fullness because I know that you are so used to always being either ravenously hungry or stuffed. 
That's the most common experience of people with binge eating. So my first bit of advice is acknowledge and accept that it does take time. It's not going to happen overnight. Secondly, I would ask you to avoid ravenous hunger. So allow yourself to eat meals when you are at a state of gentle hunger, whatever that means for you. Tip number three is to avoid filler foods, those foods that give you phantom fullness, the ones that make you feel satisfied for five seconds before food is on your brain again. And number four is allow yourself to have dessert if you enjoy it, because it is going to help you to stop binging on it later on. All right, I am going to leave you there. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. I would love to hear from you. Do send me a DM on Instagram. I'm at binge.eating.dietitian. Or you can email me joe at antidietanswers.com and I will see you in the next episode.